Welcome everybody to another 3 and D podcast episode. I'm Mark King. I am Joseph Walter. We got another great show for you today. We got uh, lots of things, well not a lot of things to talk about, but a few things to talk about. Most importantly, uh, roster cuts for the Grizzlies happened yesterday. They did some things. Uh, and guess what? Guess what, Joe? Ne- tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is the season opener. I can't wait. What time is it? It's game time. Woo! <laughs> All right, so let's uh, – we don't have a whole lot, so it's not going to be our normal uh, probably 45-minute show. We don't actually even have a whole lot of NBA news. We're going to get straight to the Grizzlies talk. Let's talk about the roster cuts that happened yesterday. Um, the guests, they did Adrian, – Adrian Wojnowski reported at like 10 or 11 in the morning that they had cut Wade Baldwin – and that uh, they would waive their their plans were to get rid of Wade Baldwin and Rodney Zagorek um, some point during the day before the four o'clock deadline, and um, they there remains to be seen whether what trade partners were out. But I guess once that comes out, exactly who you're going to waive, you're going to have zero trade partners anyway. So let's just talk about them for a minute. For I, I, I'm just going to for once, I'm really excited that the Grizzlies actually made a good basketball decision i mean for for them for where they're at right now it was you it was a good decision to wave and uh excuse me i almost said andrew harrison to That's wave you wanted to wave wade baldwin and right as a Gorak. what do you think um i think that it was a straight up disaster last year taking Wade baldwin at number 17 and i'm I'm very surprised. We kind of talked about it a little bit on uh, the last podcast, Mark. We we thought that that they were going to keep both of these guys just to try to prove themselves right. Um, we both, I think, we both said it that we thought Wade Baldwin and Rade would be on the team just because they didn't. We didn't think that they were going to be willing to say, "Hey, we were wrong." Um, but thank God they have said that we are wrong because if anybody watched. Um, summer league or anybody watched the preseason, I mean, you immediately learned that the, neither of these two guys can play on an NBA basketball court. And, and, and Wade's a totally different reason than Rade. Wade is super athletic. He's six foot four. He's huge. You know, like he has all the measurables for a point guard, but he has no idea how to play point guard. Rade is probably the the little bit the opposite. He has the the size, you know, but maybe he doesn't have the speed, the athleticism, but he knows how to play basketball. Like I, we, I got really excited in the fourth preseason game uh, when we just put the shellac in on New Orleans. That was it was fun we, to be at. Have we talked about that yet? I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about it after we get done with roster cuts. And like literally, there was a pass. And I think I even said this on the last time, but there was a pass that got slung over to him, and I was just so excited that Rade caught the ball. I literally (laughs) wasn't. I was like, ooh, he scored. I was more excited that he actually caught the ball. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I have – it has been very well documented how I feel about how they got themselves in this position. I got worked up, I think, maybe a couple episodes ago. Um, but, you know, for them, it, it, they didn't have to put themselves in this position. They, they could have waited on Rade. They didn't have to do any things they did, but they, they did them. But um, at least for this point, 
once they got themselves into this position at this point, at least they said to everybody, hey, yes, we were wrong. You know, by again, you know, we're wrong. Um, but they admitting, but you know, by cutting Wade Baldwin, they're admitting that it was another mistake by their by them as a draft pick. And I, I will say this for what for for Wade Baldwin, um, for him, I think that if he ever gets to be a, I don't think this is going to happen by the chip by. Side note: This isn't going to happen. But if he ever becomes a real basketball player, it will not be at the point guard position, like you, like you mentioned. He is not a point guard, um, so I think it would probably be off the ball if he ever got to be a reasonable NBA player. Which, by the way, I don't think is going to happen ever. Um, and so you keep people like Jarrell Martin. You keep people like you know I'm, we had mentioned Deontay Davis. Um, so those guys you know, and Andrew Harrison, uh, those guys stay on the roster, which by the way, I saw Andrew Harrison in Tunica on Saturday, uh, <laughs> shooting craps at two o'clock in the morning. Um, cause I was at the same craps table at two o'clock in the morning, but that's beside the point. You were there with him, Mark. So. I, I know that's beside the point. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just thought it was fun. Um, but, uh. So, so those guys get a chance to stay on the roster. I, I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what it means. I'm not sure how telling it is if we go and say, "Hey, you know what? Um, there probably could have been five or six guys that were could have been cut on the roster, and we would probably would all be able, been able to make a case for why they got cut." I'm not sure if that's sad or, but I mean, it's. I think it's sad that the Grizzlies have that kind of roster on the back end that you really you could wave five guys and it wouldn't matter. Like it wouldn't matter to your actual production at all i guess that's most nba teams are like that but I, I don't know i feel like the grizzlies have more players that don't matter than other teams do i mean when when your first round pick you're literally waving them a year after you've picked them you know that's that's when you know that you've made mistakes i mean granted the only player for the Grizzlies that's ever signed a second contract that has been drafted by the Grizzlies in the last 10 years has been Mike Conley. So when you are consistently drafting garbage, drafting players that don't even make the NBA, and when you do draft players that make the NBA, you don't play them and ship them off somewhere and they become a player somewhere else. No, you're right. It's getting to the point now – where how can ownership – I mean, who knows what ownership's going to look like. How can ownership look at this and say, like, we have the right guy in this position? Well, I think it's I think it's a common – I mean, I don't know if you can look at the last, you know, seven, eight years and say it's been one guy. I don't know if we can put – I, I know, I know. Chris Wallace has a lot of, you know, he get he gets a lot of criticism from not only us but everybody else in the in the media. But I'm not sure if he's the person that you can put every single one of these picks on. I know that you know Mahisley was behind some of those picks early Levin. on. Levian was behind. So it has been a collection of people that are just, you know, just have not been good. Um, and so you know, including the, the the developmental team and and the scouting team, like those guys. Uh, clearly, I mean, you can't look at the roster and the development of the roster and say, yes, you know, the, the development of team has done a good job with these guys. And even, you know, I would even virtue into the medical staff. I mean, I'm not sure how often our guys get hurt versus other, uh, other NBA teams, but it seems like it's a lot. So I, I, the front office in general has a lot of work to do. I think you're right. You know, owner, you don't, we don't know what ownership is going to look like, um, but when we do figure it out, I think it, we need to take a long, hard look about what – you know how the front office is structured, um, you know, and and they need they they have to start figuring this thing out because Mike and Mark, it's it's 
it's coming. The day is coming soon where there isn't going to be another. There isn't going to be a Mike and a Mark, and uh, you know you're going to be staring down the end of a barrel where you have a lot of young guys that can't play, or you have just just you just don't have anybody. So you know, for a team that's in a small market, you know, drafting is a big thing, and you have to be able to draft to stay relevant. And the Grizzlies just can't. They just haven't been able to do that. Like you said, it's an it's two top thirty five picks from one year ago that we just waived. That we just said, you know what? Never mind then. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, it's, the NBA is a crapshoot, or you know, people that taken after, you know, for the t- people that were taken after Wade Baldwin weren't very good in that draft, which they weren't. Like the next good player was like Malcolm Brogdon, and he was in the second round, and no one was going to take Malcolm Brogdon at seventeen. But for some reason, other franchises can do it. You know, why can the Spurs continually draft? Why can the Warriors continually draft well, and the and the Grizzlies can't? I know it's a, I know it's a, the the, the draft is a crapshoot. I get that, but at some point you have to you have to hit. You know, like I wouldn't give the Grizzlies such a hard time if this is a one off thing, but it's not. It's an every year thing. So, um, that that that's kind of where I, I mean, I know the that's kind of where I stand on the way they're drafting, but um, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just sad, and I'm. I mean, I'm very. I'm happy that these are the two, uh, the two that they cut. I, I mean, I really am. I mean, of course, everybody knew Durant Scott was going to get cut, um, so that was. You mean really... Durant Scott didn't make the team? <laughs> I know Son he looked better. Of he looked a B. I know. I texted you on Friday while I was at the game, and I said Durant Scott already looking better than Wade Baldwin. <laughs> you know, and we will. Uh, let's go back for the record. I think you you said this today, episode one. You said that Wade Baldwin wouldn't be on the court, and I laughed at or I laughed at you. So you did. here is well, here is me saying that you were right. Um, yeah, I believe uh, we're gonna have to pull that audio maybe for we'll, the next show. Maybe we'll, it'll be the funniest thing we've seen all week. But yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I had said that I didn't think Wade Baldwin was gonna be on this roster, and you basically called me an idiot and told me that we were I did gonna, not call you an that idiot. we were gonna waive our first round pick from a year ago. And then I said, Mark, have you ever seen this guy play basketball? He's terrible. Like he, he was terrible. No, I mean, like he's. I mean, he's definitely a – I mean, he'll go play overseas and be terrible somewhere. Maybe they can teach him how to play basketball. I doubt it. And he just can't – he has every physical tool. He can jump. He can run. But he can't shoot, pass, dribble, run an offense. And it's depressing. I'm glad he's gone. He cut me off on 2nd Street on Friday morning heading to work. Uh, I'd been to see a client and uh, pulling in, uh, headed on south on second, and he whips around me and cuts me off. It was a solid 11:30 in the morning, so you know he's really showing you how bad he wanted it, and how bad he wants to get those jumpers up, get into the office at 11:30 in the morning. So you know, I, I yelled at him for a little while. Uh, he had his windows rolled down, and he's got a really sweet BMW. And I was really mad. At him. You should have a really sweet BMW if you're an NBA player. But yeah, I mean, you, you, a lot of I, I'll take Mario Chalmers right now over Wade Baldwin in the future. Uh, unfortunately, any day, any day of the week. And the reason I the reason I said you know that I laughed at you and I I thought you were crazy is because I just didn't think the Grizzlies were going to admit a mistake. And I I, th- I think I can't remember who I was talking to you on Saturday, but um, I said the same thing. I I think that I thought that Wade Baldwin was going to get cut. I think he should get. I thought him and Rade should both be cut. I just didn't think the Grizzlies were going to, going to admit it 
so rapidly that oh yeah you know we we made a mistake and so um but uh, again kudos to the front office for making the right basketball decision uh they put themselves in this they put themselves in this situation but kudos to them for making the right decision and and cutting the guys who are not very good at basketball from their roster uh let's for a minute talk about friday and just just real quick on the last preseason game um what world are we living in where the Grizzlies score 140 something points? Like this is that's crazy. It was a it was a it was a crazy thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I went on Friday night, you know, just to have a good time, and it ended up being like a show. It was awesome. And uh, Dylan, Dylan Brooks, Dylan, by the Dylan way, Brooks. Just, can can we be the leaders of the Dylan Brooks bandwagon? I think we've been the leaders of the Dylan Brooks bandwagon. We have talked about him quite a bit I on all that, the episodes. Yeah. Uh, so he. <laughs> He was spectacular. Um, I mean, it, it definitely helped that that New Orleans didn't play anybody in the second half. But I mean, we were already kicking that booty beforehand. But it was um, it was a really fun preseason. It was the, it was the most preseason most fun preseason game I've ever been to. Mark, <laughs> that's saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's saying quite a bit. So let, um, let's 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 talk about tomorrow's matchup. And and if uh, I've already done a preview podcast with uh, some guys from the Bird Rights, the SB Nation blog, uh, Preston Ellis and uh, Ollie over there, they were great. They joined me last night. We've already put that out. So if you haven't already heard that, go and check that out. Uh, it's on our iTunes feed. Uh, it's really good. They have some really impressive things to say. Uh, just kind of it was good to get their insight. And so we're going to be doing that. Uh, sometimes it'll just be me, me and Joe. Uh, we're going to be doing that every every game, every matchup. We'll we'll try to get someone from the other team uh, to kind of give us an insight on how to, I guess really how to beat them. That's what we really need to know is how we should go about beating the other team. And so we're going to be looking for uh, stuff we can pass on to Coach Fisdale because we know that he listens to our podcast. Um, and so we're going to be looking for stuff that we can obviously pass along to him. So so go check that out if you haven't already listened to it. Uh, but look, I just wanted to get your thoughts because you weren't with me last night on um, on what what you think is going to – how it's going to go down on Wednesday or tomorrow night. And so how do you think the Grizzlies go about stopping DeMarcus and Anthony Davis – uh, or do you just think that Anthony Davis and DeMarcus get theirs and you just kind of worry about everybody else? Um, you know, DeMarcus has had one good game against Marcus all in his career. I mean, granted, he yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, what he scored almost 50 points. Um, so, but that is the one time that DeMarcus Cousins has ever done anything on Marcus all. So, you know, I, I think that I'm good with that that Cousins boogie, you know, that boogie Marcus Saul matchup. I'm not, you know, I, I don't think he's gonna go for fifty again or anything like that. Anthony Davis, I actually think Jermichael does a pretty good job on him. I do too. Um as far as good a job as that you can do on Anthony Davis. He is unreal and when healthy, he is one of the top five basketball players in the world. But I, I think Jermichael oh, wait, actually – Jermichael Green's a top five basketball in the world? No. I wish. <laughs> but I think Anthony Davis is unbelievable. But I actually think that Jermichael Green does as good a job as uh, almost anybody on him in the league. Um, yeah. Besides that, it's um, – you know, we're, we're going to have to stop Drew Holiday. And after that, I, you know, I, I think that this – is a a great start to the season. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm probably gonna, you know, cry a couple tears when Tony Allen gets called, his name gets called, and but you know, 
I'm uh I'm I'm looking for a Grizzlies victory in this one. Uh I think that I think we're going to win by around uh 10 12 points, Mark. Do you do you think that Mike Conley guards Drew Holiday the entire time or do you think that that's a uh, James Andrew Har- Harrison guards Drew Holiday? You think that, uh, so also today uh coach Fisdell said at practice that Andrew Harrison was going to start in the two spot. Um which I thought Told was you. <laughs> told you which i thought uh the only reason I, I know that's correct and you told me it's because selden is still hurt so i think when selden comes back it'll it'll easily change over to selden that i hope easily change what's over the to matter selden. with selden i read i keep reading illness for selden nah he's an upper uh i think it's an upper right quad injury is what i read um i haven't seen a deli- like a definitive I think I think he's just day to day right now. So okay, his box scores for the last three games have said DNP illness. I, I don't and know. I, I, I haven't I, seen anything reported about. I don't. It's I haven't either. And that was that's kind of the weird thing is he's just kind of there. So I'm not really sure what's going on with Selden either. We'll we'll try to find that out. But um, so Andrew Harrison's going to be starting. So you think Andrew Harrison's going to go Drew Holiday since that's kind of why he's out there is, is defense. He doesn't really have a whole lot of offense to offer. Yeah, I think that Andrew Harrison will get that call. I, I kind of figured that Harrison would start um, even when Selden comes back healthy. I, I still kind of think that Andrew Harrison will start in that two-guard spot until Ben McLemore comes back. And and, and Marquette still might be Andrew Harrison. I have been saying it, and I don't care what anybody else says. Andrew Her- David Fisdale loves Andrew Harrison – and I mean, he—if he, we looked up total minutes played last year, what it was Andrew Harrison in the top three on our team, probably. I don't know. We'd have to we'd he, have to look he, that up. I and mean, he—he would—he would have what he had like fifteen games where we decided that we were going to play Tony Douglas, and then it was oh, like, oh, 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 back to Andrew Harrison. I can't do it. I can't watch him sit on the bench. I love this guy. I love him. Um, uh, that's the best David Fizzler impersonation I've ever heard in my and, life. And uh, that was just him, like being like, "Oh my God, I can't! I, oh, um, oh, I gotta play Andrew Harrison again." So I think that Fizzdale loves Harrison. He loves the defensive. Uh, you know, he does. He, he is a great. He is a great defender. I think he's a really good defender. But that is all he does for you. He's not a Tony Allen level defender where all you can do is play defense and cut. He is not that. He is a good NBA defender. And starting him at our two guard is going to be just completely miserable when we kick out eight wide open threes to him a game, and he he doesn't shoot four of them, and the other four he hesitates and then airballs. Yeah, I think that's that's my problem with Harrison is that he's not an elite level defender. You know, he's an above average NBA defender, and that's really all he does. And I think I would rather have someone like Selden in that spot where. Um, you know, he, I think Selden is just as good as a defender, and he can also, you know, also provide offense. So we'll we'll see when it comes down to whether I know Selden's still a game time decision. So you never know. Uh, we'll we'll see on probably Saturday when they play the Warriors what will happen if if Selden is better then. Um, so we'll probably take that game by game and just kind of see. Uh, who the starting lineup, lineup is, but you're not wrong. David Fisdell, he loves Andrew Harrison, um, and so oddly enough, I saw someone tweet this today that this is the same starting lineup that was started last year. Who would have thunk it, right? With all the change, with all the, the change and everything, I would have never thought that that would be the same starting lineup as opening night last year. But it is, and so here we are. And then Chandler Parsons is also. I don't know. We've talked about this. He's going. Why didn't he play Friday, Chandler? Did he he played Friday? No. 
He wasn't even at the game. Oh, he uh, he had a death in the family. Oh, That's okay. right. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I was at the game and I was like, "Where? Yeah. Where's the white boy that doesn't do anything?" Yeah, he was. Uh, he had a death in the family, so he's spending time away from the team. I honestly don't even know if he's available tomorrow. I haven't seen that yet. If he's going to be available or not, it so. doesn't matter. He doesn't do anything for us. Anyway. He's coming off the bench, so we'll see. I'm glad he's getting paid twenty six million dollars this year. The is you think he's the highest paid six man of the year ever? Oh, dude, like he right, excuse me, let me rephrase that. He's the highest paid ninth man of the year ever. <laughs> he's he's gotta be the highest paid bench player in the league. And easily. He's man, it's, I mean, I want him to play. Like I want him to be Chandler Parsons, like the Chandler Parsons that we've seen. Like that's what I want. But we're he's we're not getting it. We're not getting it. If he I mean, if we can throw him out in a gym with Rade Zagarats, we might have, like, he might win that matchup. I'm not sure. One-on-one, Rade, Chandler Parsons. What do you think, Mark? I'm still going with Chandler. I think I'm Rade. going Rade. But <laughs> no, Rade is so bad at basketball. No, Chandler, like, I, I really wish he was like he was, at, you know, at the end of his Houston career, at his Dallas career. You know, I, I wish that was the Chandler Parsons that we're going to get. But we're going to – we're paying $26 million for nothing. And – and please, as I've said it before, Chandler, when you for your in two you know with you go two straight games of scoring twenty points plus, please come find me in the stands. Tell me to go f myself and give me the birds. I hope he does too. I hope we say that one day. Um, I think that's I think that's about it for us. Uh, I know it's a real quick podcast today, everybody. It's only a couple, you know, like 15, 20 minutes. We just wanted to get one in before the game started to talk about roster cuts. Uh, we don't have a, a funniest thing we saw this week. We don't have anything. It was just a very down and dirty when our very brand new studio downtown. Um, and so we just kind of got it set up. And uh, so, yeah, we're just a very quick down and dirty podcast. Just wanted to talk about roster cuts. Just wanted to talk about the, the tomorrow's matchup a little bit. Uh, anything else before we before we head out? Uh, thank you to Neon Canvas for the sponsorship and for the use of the brand new amazing studio. It's 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 awesome to have uh, have the ability to come to a, a studio and and do these type of things. So absolutely, shout out to Neon Canvas uh, Digital Marketing, the best digital marketing marketing agency in the city of Memphis. So uh, we will do another. We're going to try to do another podcast this week. We'll shoot for Thursday, Friday after the game. Talk about the. Talk about the game that was on our Wednesday. Talk about the game coming up against the Warriors, and we'll be in regular swing. We'll be going to be in regular, regular season full swing after that, Joe. No oh, stopping. I'm excited. Eighty-two games. Oh, I can't I'm wait. Excited. And it's opening night. It's tonight. I'm going to go home and actually, I'm going to go home and watch NBA basketball tonight because it's on. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So and like. You know, there's no football on tonight, so now we have basketball to watch because who watches baseball? No one and watches baseball. No one watches baseball. Nobody cares about baseball. If you care about baseball, I'm sorry, but nobody cares about baseball. No, that's correct. No one cares about baseball. So uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at King underscore producer. Joe's at JR Walter 4. Follow the podcast at 3ND Pod, and we will see you next week.